Welcome everyone to the Economy Ninja Podcast. This is your host, Colin Norton. I hope that you've been enjoying the content that we've been producing so far. And in this segment, Dan and I continue our conversation, and this time we discuss our own experiences in using blockchain technologies. Again, we are not financial advisors, and this is not financial advice. But onto the content, I hope that you enjoy it. I, I have, you know, I really got into it the last couple of weeks. I, uh, I went from solely having a Coinbase account, right? Which is, you know, I'm learning about it. I'm putting my money in there, you know, because I want to have that motivation to continue to really dig into it when I'm tired at the end of the day, right? Well, mm-hmm. if I have value locked up in it, I'm going to be motivated to learn about it even when I'm completely wiped out, but uh, like tired, you know, but uh you know, like recently I really dove into it and I, I finally got my own, my own wallet, right. I have an actual wallet. They're my keys now. <laughs> so and then like I got my wallet, I got my yield producing account with Blockify and then I went to Celsius and I got a yield producing account with that. And then, you know, I, I got the, the wallet on my phone because I had to put ether in it so I could contact or connect with staker, you know, through connect wallet, wallet connect or whatever. And, you know, now I'm, I'm staking some ether at this point, right? I got half an, half an ether staked. And it's like, you know, just having it sit in Coinbase is, you know, it's like, it's just, it looks like my, my, uh, my stock account, right? Like I just see this line move around like, yeah, I got, I got some, you know, appreciation today, but you know, I, I took a picture of a, uh, uh, a barcode, right? A QR code. And I was able to send true value you know, from one piece of equipment to another instantly almost. And it, you know, like I knew, you know, psychologically, I knew like in my mind, like this is a good idea, but then I did it. And I was like, wow, that is really nice. It worked really well. Your first transfer from one wallet to another. It wasn't, it wasn't hard, you know, like that's the thing. People are so afraid that like, ah, you know, what if I, you know, put in the wrong number, like it, you take a picture of QR code. You have all these tools now. This this wallet connect that you just and there's a ton of them out there. Just like it, right? And these are open source th- things that anybody can really use and implement. Nobody really owns them. And uh, you know, I was thinking last night about how the government made everybody turn in their gold or whatever. And like, you know, I was thinking like, you know, what if they just decided to take all my Bitcoin? Oh, I turned my phone off. Right? Like, they're not taking it. If, if I turn my phone off or, you know, worst case scenario, I'll just memorize it and I'll just delete everything and burn the, the cold storage backup. Right. Like it's it, it's really interesting to think that I can transfer 30 grand to the the darkest corner of the continent or of the of the world. Right. With any effort, no effort at all. Instantly. You know, like if I was a business and I wanted to produce or transfer value to a place in the middle of Africa. Like I could do that easily in under 10 minutes, right? Like there's no time uh, or no other asset on the planet that can be transferred so easily, true value asset, right? And once you kind of really wrap your head around that and you wrap your head around the fact that it is real time settled, it's not just some guy in the background saying, hey, I have an IOU for this and I owe you for this. You put them together, they cancel the balance sheets work. Right. Like that's a scary spot to be in for our system, because that's where we're at right now. You think about, you know, the current uh, financial system, you know, it it is a 
a thing that's trying to accomplish uh, 20, you know, like 21st century uh, finances on a skeleton produced hundred, like a hundred years ago. Right. And it's the same system we've had for a long time. Right. And what we've done, like you said earlier, paper over these cracks that don't really work. Right. But the system is still built off something that relies around handing pieces of paper to each other. I use, and there's all these middlemen, which made a lot of sense a long time ago when the, the, the flow of money really wasn't that, that fast. Right. But mm. when I want to buy something for half a penny, you know, I can't do that when, when I have, when it, when it costs me 20 cents to run a credit card, right? Like how do you buy these microtransactions? How do you settle this stuff real time? So there's no discrepancy in what, who owns, you know, and this, this is where the real value of the crypto, you know, market is, is at. So like just doing it myself, finally, even after studying this stuff for a year, it, it was still shocking on how good of an idea and how well it worked, you know, it just further, you know, it sucks you into the rabbit hole, man. Yeah. It no, feels no. like a new world. I can't I can't come up with a, a good argument why it's not a good idea. It feels like tomorrow. That's what it feels like. It feels like tomorrow. It's like making an extremely inefficient system efficient and that it feels good, right? It's deflationary pressure. We're not going to put all this effort into making our financial system work anymore, right? It's just going to work. And, and when you do that, you free up human effort to do something else, right? No, no more jamming all this brain power into pushing around pieces of paper. You know, people can do something else and that's awesome. So, yeah. We, yeah. For all of the, we had spent years at least talking about Bitcoin as, you know, like yeah. as a, as something that was novel, an idea that was interesting. Neither of us yeah. really got into it until this year after <laughs> after March when everybody was trying to figure out what the hell that, you know, what the hell yeah. was the right decision to, you know, to do with their capital. Yeah. And the low of the low in the Bitcoin, right? Like it hit like five grand or something, bought my first Ethereum for a hundred bucks, you know, like yeah. 150 bucks, something like that. <laughs> Just <laughs> so, a smashing success on that. It's yeah, just, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> in, insane. And like we, we continued to see this. So like when it's sitting in you know, when your Bitcoin's sitting in your Coinbase account, it really is taking on that narrative of, you know, you're just sitting there with it, waiting for somebody else to offer you more money. And that's that's one of the biggest, you know, uh, negative narratives against Bitcoin is that it is just a beanie baby tulip mania fat, right? It's that's conceptually you're you're playing the fool's game, waiting for the bigger fool. And when it's sitting in your Coinbase account, or you know, you bought it. And it's just sitting there. It is essentially, you know, playing that narrative out. But when you take it out and you start moving around, uh, moving it between wallets, and you see its functionality, and you start using it for different things, you start putting it on these lending platforms and start accruing, you know, uh, interest paid in it. You, you know, you do get excited, like with all those things that you just said. You get excited about what it actually is. What you're actually using it to do and thinking about all of those things of removing the the middlemen of the world in in the world of finance and for for some people having their own wallet won't be the answer maybe that's why custodial you know third-party owners of cryptocurrencies 
will always probably be around because people don't want to have to deal with it. And there will be assurances and insurances of their crypto assets with that third party. But just having the ability to choose a third party or not choose a third party, like it's great. Like it creates added utility to the entire system when you have something that like, it's like taking your money out of the bank because you don't trust the bank, but it doesn't really matter because the government's devaluing your money the entire time. Like that's, that's the thing about the monetary system that always sucks. You don't actually get any real independence with your, with the money in the monetary system because it's imperfect. There's always yeah. somebody that can, that can take advantage of your situation, whatever it is. Yeah. I think about it like, uh, you know, there's all sorts of things out there with features that people don't use, but like to know that exist, right? So like, I think about it like a truck, you know, how many people own trucks? I know a lot of people with trucks. How many people own trucks and use them as they need to be used? Like, you know, I, I can't tell you very many people that fully utilize their truck, right? They just like the option to have a truck bed. They just like the option to be able to tow, you know, their house down the street, right? But like, you know, very few people actually need a truck. You know, that's the way Bitcoin is, in my opinion, right? Like, I bet you 99.9% of people are never going to do their own key situation, right? But I think a lot of people will love the option or the ability to know if they had to drop everything and leave tomorrow, they could take their keys, delete all their accounts, throw their phone in a river, make sure they have their, their 12 words memorized or whatever, and as long as they don't sustain any you know, substantial brain injury, they're going to be able to get all their value out wherever they go, regardless of government, regardless of system, regardless of bank, right? And that's something that brings a lot of comfort, I think, to a huge portion of the population. You know, after I realized how easy it was to use the wallet and how easy it is to memorize 12 words and to know that, you know, ultimately, if I had to drop everything and leave tomorrow... I would still have a substantial portion of my net worth intact. And that is, uh, it's a powerful idea, you know, and maybe, maybe that's why people are worried governments will, you know, get rid of it because it feels good. You know, if, if I had a bunch of gold, yeah, I could take my gold with me, but you know, everybody or anybody could steal, you know, my, my bar of gold, you know, and it's scary and you have to deal with it and it's, it's heavy and you know, it's, it's not a great idea. I can't just drop it in a river and come back for it, right? Like, you know, I can literally get rid of any evidence that I have anything. I can pop up somewhere else and I can be able to buy myself whatever I need to survive, right? So it's it's really, uh, in the world we live in today, I imagine it resonates well with a lot of people. So it's surprising as much as people like the decentralized idea in politics and all this stuff that it's not acquired further adoption from that sector of people. You know, I, I imagine once people come to trust it, you know, you'll get a huge adoption from people like me that, you know, they, they love everything about society, but in the back of their mind, maybe like, oh, like a, like a, like a fallback plan. You know, I like that fallback plan. I'm not a doom and gloomer, but you know, I like, I like insurance and uh, this is risk-free insurance for uh, bad situations. You know, so it's, it's convenient. It's easy. Low cost, you know. Another thing was, you know, the fees to transfer my Bitcoin around were low in comparison to the uh, volume of Bitcoin that I was transferring, or Ethereum. You know, especially Ethereum is much cheaper, right? So, like, it, 
the when value you can, when you yeah. can move your life savings for the you know anywhere in the world for the same yeah. costs as you know making a regular purchase with a credit yeah. card yeah yeah and if i'm really concerned right just the ability to like i said delete all the accounts and have the memor- memorized words and do whatever i want you know that's pretty cool so and no one can take it from you it's stuck it's on the chain it's not moving so it's, yeah. it's pretty pretty empowering i think and i think that's why it's going to resonate with a lot of people in you know countries that maybe not be so well off or have the best governments right we already talked about this but it's uh to experience it firsthand i think everybody should put ten dollars in a crypto asset move it around and really understand why it's a good idea because everybody i talk to even financial investors a good friend from high school that i've known for years now i talked to him about it. he's like it's a tulip thing it's it's a disaster you know everybody's getting scammed like where's the value right and like i see the value <laughs> you should yeah, you should again again you yeah always it, move it <laughs> always coming back to that value like yeah, the, it the, does add value. the systems that we're already part of can can pretty much screw you if things go you know if things go wrong that's all for this segment if you're enjoying the content hit that like button subscribe to the channel and we hope to see you in the next segment have a good day